Hey guys, welcome back to the Passive Income Revolution podcast. So today we're going to cover a topic that I've actually amassed about pretty frequently as a property manager and also as an investor. And that's about whether or not you should provide appliances as a landlord. There are so many appliances that we could be providing nowadays. Most places you automatically have to provide a refrigerator and a stove. But what about washers and dryers and dishwashers and garbage disposals and microwaves? And the list goes on and on. So today I thought we'd delve into some of the appliances that you could provide as amenities and go through what are some of the pros and cons for each of them. The first thing we can generally say about providing these appliances is that we can usually charge more money for our rentals if we provide these appliances. Now I say usually. Because, of course, you do have to do a little market research. If you are already topping out on the top level of the market, then adding a washer and dryer and adding a garbage disposal and charging an extra $75 probably isn't your best bet for your rental. But generally speaking, when you add these in to your unit, you can actually charge more for rent. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be cost effective for you. Each one of these appliances, they have different levels of pros and cons. Some of them are better for rentals and others are better avoided completely for rentals. When we talk about adding appliances to our rentals, one of the first places our minds go is washer and dryers. It's honestly one of the most sought after appliance amenities that you can have in a rental nowadays. Now when I talk about adding washer and dryers, I'm talking about adding them to the actual units. If you're talking about putting them in the basement for common use, that's a separate conversation that we're discussing in the podcast today. In this, we're talking about putting it in one unit for one tenant to use. Now for starters, don't be a landlord who buys a washer but doesn't buy a dryer. And if you're thinking that this isn't done, I have actually heard of it being done. I haven't seen it in person, but I have been on forums and I've had conversations with some of my friends who have rented Units where a washer was there, but there was no dryer. So just assume that these are a package deal. If you're going to provide a washer, pop the extra money and get the dryer. Otherwise, you just look a little stingy and very crazy. When you do provide a washer to a tenant, one of the things you're going to have to remember is that if you're paying the water bill, you're going to see an increase in your water. Now, if you have a duplex or a single family home or anything where you splice out the water bill and you pay and you have the tenant pay it, this isn't going to be as much of a concern for you. But if you have a quad or a duplex where you're paying the water, then you're going to have to keep that in mind that the water usage is going to go up. And the other thing you want to keep in mind is that when people have a washer and dryer and they have friends that don't have a washer and dryer, One of their favorite things to do is to invite their friends over to do laundry. It gives them time to chat, hang out, and they think they're saving their friend money, which they actually are, but they're going to be using your washer and they're going to be costing you water. Now, this doesn't happen all the time, but that is something you want to keep in the back of your head that it's it's likely that at least from time to time, your tenant won't be the only one using that washer and dryer. One of the most common service calls for washers and rentals comes down to the washer being overloaded. If you have a washer that is leaking when it spins 
or maybe it won't spin at all, it usually can come down to the washer being overloaded. If you do provide a washer, it's important to figure out exactly what size of washer it is and what can be put in there. A standard size washer like you have in your home, you couldn't put a king size comforter in. And what you'll be surprised at is tenants don't necessarily understand this. If they've never had a washer and dryer before of their own, they're not going to understand that you can't fit that king size comforter in the washer or the queen size comforter and six towels in the washer. So it would be important for you to put something in your move-in packet about what size the washer is and what, what a load should look like and what is too much for a load. The other common service call we get a lot nowadays in regards to washers is tenants thinking that there's not enough water in the washer. Many of the low water usage washer, washers that are out there now when a tenant looks and sees how much water is in there, they think, well, there's not enough water in there. It's not filling enough. And they'll often call the office and be like, hey, my, my washer isn't filling up like it should. We get there and we find out, no, actually it is. It's just the newer versions of the EcoSaver water version. It doesn't put that much water in it. So that's something you should also kind of be aware of and make sure your tenants know that if you are getting an EcoSaver washer, that they understand that the water level is going to be different than what they're used to with their traditional washer. Now, in regards to dryers, there's two biggest concerns that we usually have with dryers. Number one comes down to making sure the tenant will empty the lint trap. We all know that the lint trap is a huge thing to to empty. Like we see the horror stories, we, we see the PSAs. And this is something you want to kind of reinforce to your tenants to remember to empty the lint trap every load. Now, one thing I recommend to you is that you do have your dryer vents cleaned about once a year. That might seem like a lot, but you want to remember that you don't know for sure if your tenant is actually emptying the lint trap every time. And if they're not emptying that lint trap, it's going to build up quicker in the hose. And then you'll have no idea exactly how much lint is building up in that hose. So that's why I recommend you get them cleaned annually because you don't really have any control over how often that tenant is actually truly going to empty that lint trap. The other concern that exists with dryers is, of course, tenants drying things that they shouldn't. So maybe there's a crayon that goes in the washer and then it goes in the dryer. Or maybe they decide to throw a rag in the dryer and it has gasoline on it. Um, usually, honestly, I see more the crayons and things like that going in the dryer than any sort of dangerous liquid towel or anything like that. But that is something you'll just want to kind of go over with your tenant and make sure they understand like, hey, crayons in the dryer can do this and make sure you don't do this. Don't dry your rags with gasoline on them or oil or etc. Now this might seem like a lot to go over with a tenant, but we actually have just one form, a washer and dryer agreement form that covers all of this in about nine clauses. So we go over what you can and cannot dry and proper lint trap and exactly what you can put in the washer. It's all covered in that one lease document. Generally, when you add a washer and dryer, depending on your market, you can usually increase your rent between $25 to 
a month. So if you think it take it's about $300, maybe $350 to put in a washer or dryer, it's going to take you about two years to recoup that money. But it is definitely worth it in regards to not only the desirability of your unit, but the ability to keep continuing to collect that $25 a month after you've paid off that washer and dryer. The next appliance we always think about is dishwashers, adding dishwashers to our rentals. Now, usually speaking, unless of course you're doing a major remodel, you're likely not going to be adding dishwashers because it requires taking out cabinets, putting in plumbing. So if your units weren't built for it, you're likely not going to be putting them in there. But you might be thinking about getting one of those portable ones and having one of those available for your tenants. I personally have never used those in any of my rentals. I think there is a little bit of a problem with them being stolen. And then, of course, making sure that the hose that hooks up to the faucet is hooked up properly every single time they go to use it. I really wouldn't recommend buying a portable dishwasher for a rental. I think, honestly, the liability is just too high there with other things that could go wrong with it. Now, if you do have find yourself with a rental that does provide dishwashers, the really good news about dishwashers is that, generally speaking, they don't break easily. You will get more service calls for a washer than you will for a dishwasher. When it comes to dishwashers, the biggest thing you'll want to think about is whether or not you have hard water at the rental. If you don't have softened water at the rental, your heating element at the bottom is going to get crusted up and it's going to get crusted up with calcium, lime, and other hard sediment from your water. So eventually what will happen is the water will take longer to heat up or it'll blow out the heating element and you'll have to replace the dishwasher then. Because a dishwasher is one of those things where you really don't replace parts. The fact that you can get a new dishwasher for anywhere from 150 to 200 usually is much better than having a service tech come out and replace a heating element or the pump or anything else that might be wrong with the dishwasher. So if you have hard water in your rentals, what you'll want to do is give your tenant some deliming packets. Uh, if you go through like Granger or just go to Amazon, you can get little packets of delimer and just have them pop that in there once a month and run it as just a normal cycle without any of their dishes in it. If they wanted to delime their dishes, they certainly could, but I wouldn't put anything with etching or frost on it because it actually eats away at the finish on the glasses for those kind of things. But have them run the delimer through there once a month, once a quarter. And then when you go in and you do your inspections in your units, which I hope you do, you do your occupied inspections, put some delimer in yourself, run it through just to be sure it is getting done because that's going to add longevity to your dishwasher then. If a dishwasher doesn't have to compete with lime buildup or anything like that, you can usually get anywhere from 8 to 10 years out of a dishwasher in a rental if you chose to make it last that long. When it comes to dishwashers, honestly, the biggest uh, tenant complaint that we get is usually in regards to them not cleaning well. And I will be honest, eight times out of 10, it comes down to the dish detergent that they are using. We've gone to tenant calls for the dishwasher not cleaning dishes and see that they've got some sort of dollar store, dollar tree brand of dish detergent. 
So if you ever run into that issue, I would consider getting your tenant just a little small packet of Cascade or um, Finish Jet. I think that's the other brand, but get them a brand name dish detergent. Have them try that a couple times and see if that resolves the issue. Again, 80% of the time, it's been the dish detergent that the tenant is using. I think I've only really had to replace the dishwasher once or twice because of that. Usually something else goes wrong with the dishwasher before a tenant says it's not cleaning properly. Next on our list of appliances for rentals is microwaves. It's really been the last 10 years that adding microwaves or providing them has become trendy and not really expected yet, but definitely sort of a high-end trendy item. Typically when we provide microwaves, they are attached to our cabinets, but I do know some landlords that have provided countertop microwaves. I personally, I'm not a fan of providing microwaves, and that's because they are one of the two most common misused appliances in rentals. There are so many issues that a tenant can have with a microwave. They could leave a fork in a dish when they reheat it. They could put a takeaway container in the unit that has foil in it and they start up the microwave. They could maybe try and reheat an Arby's sandwich. Arby's wrappers are tinfoil. There's so many things that could go wrong with a microwave just by accidental misuse that I really don't recommend putting them in there. A tenant could easily blow it out with just a simple mistake like that. I also do have concern about microwaves disappearing when somebody moves out. I think that is a legit concern. It's really hard to abscond with a washer or dryer or a dishwasher. It's a lot more noticeable. It's a lot more labor intensive versus if you have a countertop microwave, that's really easy for a tenant to just walk off with. So I actually don't have microwaves in any of my rentals. I don't recommend putting them in. I realize a lot of days now you're putting them on the underside of a cabinet, which is fine because they're likely not going to run away with your under cabinet microwave. But you might still run into some of the issues in regards to misuse with foil and metal products going in there. Generally speaking, when you add a microwave to your unit, the rent increase is honestly nominal. It's one of those things that it's more a perk than it is to get you more money for your rental. A washer and dryer will get you more money for your rental. A dishwasher will get you more money for your rental. But really a microwave isn't gonna be something that's gonna bring you a lot of increase in that rent. It's more just an added bonus for renting your unit. Now we're gonna move on to probably my least favorite appliance in a rental, and that is a garbage disposal. Now, I love garbage disposals as a human being. I live in a house right now, I bought about two years ago, it didn't have a garbage disposal, so I still don't have a garbage disposal. But I did have one where I lived before, and I really miss my garbage disposal. They are very, very useful. But I've also seen the flip side of it, and I have seen how garbage disposals can get destroyed. So while I see the usefulness of one, and I really don't like not having one, I do oftentimes think about garbage disposals as a little bit more of a hassle than sometimes what they're worth. If you think about all the things that end up in our kitchen sinks, it's silverware, it's eggshells, it's random things from around the house. 
Most of those, if they go down the drain, it's not that big of a deal. But those items stopped up in a garbage disposal, you have a rubber band, a fork, a lot of eggshells, those can actually cause damage, some serious damage to a garbage disposal. I had a friend who bought a house and they just couldn't get their garbage disposal to work. It would come on, but it sounded awful. So my husband came over and he took it apart and he discovered a whole bunch of aquarium rocks at the bottom of the garbage disposal. So there is definitely some concerns with providing a garbage disposal, but there is, of course, the idea that people really like a garbage disposal for the convenience of it. Garbage disposals are about $65. If you go to Menards or a Home Depot, buy one, put it in yourself, it's going to be about 65 bucks. You could argue that it's really worth the convenience of it and sort of the perk for your tenant because it is something we know we all appreciate when we have it. So if you do end up replacing one once a year even, you're likely going to be able to justify in your head as a good idea. The other thing we're asked about a lot is ceramic stovetops and rentals. It is getting harder and harder nowadays to walk into a big box store like Lowe's or Home Depot and find a traditional drip pan range. Most everything you see is ceramic stovetop. Now, six years ago, we really advised against putting ceramic stovetops in rentals because they weren't that common. Tenants didn't know how to properly clean them and maintain them. Nowadays, since ceramic stovetops are honestly very common and more common than drip pan ones, most tenants know how to maintain them and clean them now. The biggest concern with ceramic stovetops is when items boil over. I am unfortunately really horrible with having items boil over. I probably have stuff boil over twice a week. I don't know what is wrong with me, but I cannot possibly boil something correctly without it overflowing. I have a ceramic stovetop, so I'm cleaning my ceramic stovetop twice a week just to get the burn rings off of it. And of course, you have to use that particular stovetop cleaner. Using degreaser won't actually remove the problem, and it actually can damage the, the, the ceramic stovetop coating if the tenant just continually tries to use degreaser. But luckily, ceramic stovetops are so common nowadays, most people out there understand that you have to use a particular cleaner for it. And they're honestly more programmed to understand that, oh my gosh, if something overflows, it's going to create a real mess. It's going to be harder for me to clean. Not as easy as just going to the store and buying new drip pans. Ceramic stovetops are definitely one of those things that people are almost looking for in a rental. Uh, it's getting to the point where they're becoming almost expected because they are so common in big box stores that actually now some, some tenants get turned off by seeing a traditional stove with drip pans. So if you simply just provide a little container of the proper stove top cleaner when they move in, just have it out on the stove, I've heard that goes a long way for preventing some of the issues with it not being cleaned properly. Your repairs are going to be generally the same as you would find on a regular drip pan stovetop. You're still going to have a lot of the elements that you expect, 
like underneath there, you do have a sort of burner plug per se, wires that run from the control panel to the burner plug. You're going to find all those on the underside of your ceramic stovetop. So it's not going to be a completely new beast for you. You're just going to find that the top is going to be a little bit different. And if a burner burns out, it's going to be a little bit more of an ordeal than if you were just to replace a burner on a traditional stovetop because you literally just buy a new burner and plug it in. You can't quite do that with a ceramic stovetop. Now, in case you're wondering what kind of appliances I provide in my units, I will be honest and say I actually don't provide that many. All of my units are from the 1910s or earlier. And all of my units really aren't plumbed for things like washers and dryers and dishwashers. I have one unit out of my 12 that I could have a washer and dryer, a dishwasher, and a garbage disposal. That's the only one that actually is plumbed for any of that. So it's not that I'm hypocritical. It's just at this point, none of my units are set up for this stuff except for one unit. I do manage a lot of rentals that have these things provided, washers and dryers, dishwashers, and garbage disposals. Those are the main four that make rentals more attractive to renters. And with washers and dryers and dishwashers, you can definitely increase the rent in most cases to offset the cost of those appliance purchases. The other ones like the garbage disposal and the microwave, if you were choosing to do them, they would just be more of a perk that you're adding and you're not really getting a financial return on them. I want to encourage you guys to follow me over on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is at P-A-S-S-I-V-E-I-N-C-R-E-V. -E -E I know it's a little weird, um, but again, it's P-A-S-S-I-V-E-I-N-C-R-E-V. -E -E I'm going to be posting some Q&As on there so you guys can ask me some questions and I will answer them on Instagram. But I'm also going to do an episode coming up that is completely dedicated to your questions. So pop over to Instagram, follow me over there, and watch for the prompts to ask me questions in my stories. I'd love to hear from you guys.